Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews. And Dan, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, We watch movies. Okay. And then we formulate some thoughts. Do we, though? No. Okay. Normally during the recording is when the thoughts start flowing. And then we talk about those as they come up in our brain box. Normally we're watching the IMDb list of top 100 fan movies, which I'm a bit suspicious of because I was looking at the top 100 list not too long ago, and there are a lot more uh, non-American films and documentary films than are on the printed list. <clears throat> so I kind of think that the the creator or the editor of the list made some personal decisions to make it more consumable to an American audience. Those those are fighting words, I think. You think? To the to the creator of the poster. Well, I mean, I could be wrong because once Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, that became the number nine movie on IMDb. Yeah, and I mean, this list was released in time for Parasite to get on there. Yeah. So it was malleable at some point. And Joker's on there, as we've talked about. Right. We should rewatch Parasite. Also, Old Boy's on there. Yeah. The Korean one. Yeah, I'm not saying that there's no representation of foreign films. There's actually a decent amount, you know, German, Korean, Uh uh, there's Japanese anime. But if you look at the list, there's a lot of Arabic language documentaries, and there's at least two or three, actually, if I recall. I don't know their names. Oh, a Serbian film, maybe? (laughs) I don't know if there's any Serbian films, but... Yucky. (laughs) (laughs) But this particular episode... It's not about any of those movies. No, sir. The listener probably already knows what this episode is about. <laughs> they probably saw the title and were like, oh, yeah, I like those movies. Yeah. That kind of sucks how we can't do our little reveal bit about whatever movie we're watching or whatever we're doing a B-plot on because of the way media is presented. Well, maybe someone's just on... Apple Podcasts, and they're like, oh, another one from Rookie Movie Reviews? Oh, boy! And they get so excited, they don't even read the title. Maybe. That's... <laughs> in an ideal world. Yeah. I do feel like we have a semi-recurring bit where we talk about what we drink. Oh, sure. Do you want to talk I think, about this? So, we found this rat, and we slit its throat, Jesus and we started <laughs> <laughs> well, we are drinking blood. We're drinking young blood. So it was a child rat. Uh-huh. <laughs> a ratling? In the Warhammer universe, there's a race called Skaven, and they are rat people. And they are technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. And they have Gatling guns, but in the game they're called Rattling guns. <laughs> so. Some good. That's good. Uh, so we're drinking Young Blood Beer Company, which is local to the Madison area, and we're having a cream ale called Accidental Man Bun. And if you're familiar with Wisconsin and cream ales, the one you're probably most familiar with is Spotted Cow. So this is similar in style. Um, it's a little less sweet. Yeah, I don't know which one I prefer. I think they're both delicious, and I don't want to pick a favorite. I like them both. Try them both if you're out there in Wisconsin. The brewery definitely leans towards weird brews. uh Uh-huh. So if you're looking for something different, pretty good. Pretty good pick. 
We are recording this on a Saturday, so no wild Tuesday night shenanigans <laughs> this week. Yeah. What did we watch? Because it was not a top 100. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we watched Harry Potter. We watched four of the Harry Potter movies. And we picked four because um, there are eight. And that's just way <laughs> too many to watch in a week. Yeah. We're actually going to have to really put the pedal to the metal this week. Yeah. I, to watch them. The last four, I think I like less than these first four. Yeah. I think I'm in the same... Well, I can't really say that because I've never seen every single movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. But you have read all the books. Yes. And you've done both yep. journeys. I indeed have. Do you know if you have a preference? Between books and movies? Yeah. Books. Always books. Yeah. I wonder if that has ever happened where the movie is better than the book. I think um, it really depends on what you value from the story. Because it's nice to see these visual representations it's it's great to see the world of Harry Potter come alive, but they do miss small character moments that I feel would be good for the movies. I think one that gets brought up a lot is how they treat Draco Malfoy. Ooh, yeah. So in the books, he does have a few more hero moments. Though he is characterized as a shithead. But the way he struggles to, spoiler alert, um, kill Dumbledore... And ends up failing that task is really highlighted well in the books, in my opinion. And then Snape, um, Alan Rickman is a was a delightful actor, oh. but I feel the way that Snape felt about Lily is better represented in the books. I feel like it might be oversimplifying to say that it's because we get to know the emotions of people directly yeah in books but internal monologues and feelings and things are just stuff that you can't have in a movie without it being super hokey although to be fair with harry potter from the books you're just seeing them through the perspective of harry potter right it doesn't jump around like game of thrones style so not necessarily like that. It is a third-person perspective that has a slight ability to read Harry's thoughts. Oh, okay. I see. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally blanking because it's been so long, but do you ever get to see how Snape... Because in the movies, Snape, you know, spoiler alert, kills Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, double spoiler. And it's... Uh, you just see it happen mm -hmm. in the books. Do you recall? And this is obviously so it's specific. A huge twist. No, it's but, you don't you don't get any lead up to it. Okay, yeah. I kind of want to reread them, but there's so much media nonstop. To... Also, they're written for kids, so it might yeah. be hard to or or it goes super quick. Yeah, that's true. But also, we'd have to buy them. We have so yeah. many books. I guess we could go to the library. Well, I also have an e-reader. Oh yeah, contributing to the downfall of the local bookstore. Anyway, <laughs> uh, first four movies are for those not in the new <laughs> somehow uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone in the UK, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, and Goblet of Fire. I don't think. I want to do a summary of each of these. Okay. Do you want to just kind of take it how we did The Conjuring, where... Sure. Just kind of shoot the shit about them a little bit? I think Chamber of Secrets is the best one. 
And I think Goblet of Fire is the worst one. And Whoa. I was not expecting that at all. And then the first one, I think, is in second place just because it introduces you to the world, which leaves the Prisoner of Azkaban um, in third place. I think the book Prisoner of Azkaban is better than the movie, but I, you know, I already said that blanket statement, but I think the Prisoner of Azkaban is a lot better than the movie. As the books go on, the plot gets more complicated, of course, Uh so more and more stuff gets left out. I think Prisoner of Azkaban did the worst for portraying Harry Potter and Sirius Black's relationship. It also doesn't talk at all about the quadro. So... James Potter, Harry Potter's father, Sever, not Severus Snape, um, Sirius Black, Remius Lupin, Peter Pettigrew, were four very close-knit friends, mm-hmm. to the point where they had some club name that I can't remember. And this might get brought up more in the later movies. It might okay. be really brought up in, <laughs> might really get brought up. In the Half Blood Prince, because that one talks a bit more about Severus's trauma. But it does, like, if I were, if I'm catching your point, it's that it's something that was described in the book Prisoner of Azkaban that was totally omitted from the movie. I'm pretty sure Prisoner of Azkaban gets into it more because the four of those people are in the movie a lot. Okay. We see Peter Pettigrew get turned into the rat, and well, Severus Snape doesn't because he gets knocked the fuck out. But he's like, finally, <laughs> serious, you're going down. You were my high school bully, and now I will exact my revenge. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm trying, I think if I really think about it, there are flashback scenes. I haven't seen these movies in so long, but the seeds do get planted in Prisoner of Azkaban the way they don't um, later. One thing that, as you mentioned earlier, with the relationship between Harry and Sirius, and there's still many hours of Harry Potter to go to watch, but. Yeah. There, it's supposed to just basically be the father that Harry never had, you know, yeah. like a, the, the potent father figure. And in the movie, we just see Harry put in a life or death situation with this man he has never met and who five minutes before he presumed was trying to kill him. He was that friend! He was that friend! And he, he throws his life on the line and the reputation goes all in on saving Sirius. And then from that point on, the movie pretty much ends at that point. That's definitely in the climax ending. But yeah. it's very firmly established that Harry has put his life on the line and w- would gladly do so again. Mm-hmm. So it definitely feels rushed. I do really like in Prisoner of Azkaban the Dementors, the introduction. Okay. They feel like, for me personally, one of the most easily memorable villains Sort of like these scary creatures that are magical and demonic and very potent uh, yeah. in their presentation. So I was a big fan of that. The favorite you said is Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Why? Do you disagree? I, I don't. I like the big snake. I would put it in third. Big snake. Big snake. Like the final battle, pretty much? Or? Yeah, I think that has one of the better battle scenes, just because it is an actual battle. But that's not really what these movies are about anyway. But I think it was really cool to kind of see this, the trio of Harry, Hermione, and Ron be little little scamps. Like, <laughs> stealing stuff, making polyjuice potions, sneaking into Draco's bed, <laughs> talking to him, yeah. getting his secrets. 
it's just good. I think it was a good showcase of their friendship also, because after this, the, the, I mean, Ron starts crushing on Hermione and is a jerk to her more and more. Yeah, Ron is very weird in these movies. Yeah. He, he's very manipulative and mean all the time. But so is Harry. We've been watching some YouTube videos that kind of point out how this movie series has everybody be incredibly short with one another. And I don't know if it's just because viewing it through an older lens or having the context of the movie uh, or the video that we watched that kind of brought it up. Mm -hmm. But it definitely strikes me as very true. They're all incredibly annoyed all the time. I think I would put Chamber of Secrets third just because the main characters are still all very childish as people, you know, they're child actors, whereas with Prisoner of Azkaban and Chamber of Secrets, it's easier to view them as actual adults, you know, even though they're still uh, teenagers, but the, the jump in watching child actors for two and a half hours to watching teenage actors is... It's just more palatable, I guess, you know? Okay. And calling out the runtime, I forgot how long these movies are. They're pretty long. The first one, if you take a moment and just think, how long is the first Harry Potter movie? It's two and a half hours. Too much happens. Two and a half. It's so long. And again, wall-to-wall children uh, acting in front of you for this, so it's a drag. I think that's why Chamber of Secrets is third. Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone, dead last. Yeah, okay. I forgot about the troll in the dungeon. That's a pretty good... Is that Chamber of Secrets or... Nope. Oh, right, because Quirrell. Quirrell, who's your... uh, So far, who's your favorite master of the Dark Arts teacher? Defense Against the Dark Arts. Moody. Moody, yeah. Yeah. Even though it's... Not moody, but... I, I like that a lot because... That is portrayed by Brendan Gleeson, who I like a lot as an actor. He's in In Bruges, and he's in 28 Days Later. Uh, He gets turned into a zombie by blood dropping into his eye. Spoiler. Um, And he's also the father of Dom Hall Gleeson from Frank. And he's the, I I guess, I don't know their ranks in Star Wars, but he's in the sequel trilogy. Hux. Yeah, he's Admiral Hux. Admiral. He's Admiral Hunts. He's an admiral in the military. Yeah. He's also an ex-Machina. He's in a lot of great movies. Everyone should watch Frank. Yeah, Frank is really, really good. So, I don't think we've really talked about who the characters are, and I don't think, I don't know if we need to level set anything. I, if you want to, we can certainly go for it. Um, no, that's fine. Who is your favorite character? I I guess Dumbledore. Okay. Though I also like Snape. Snape. Uh, he's Snape is always really interesting and he's fun to watch because it's Alan Rickman. And I think of the three main characters, I would pick either Harry or Hermione. Um, they just have more going on than Ron. Ron okay. is definitely shafted. But who's your favorite Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher and why? Oh, right. So, Remius Lupin, based purely on the books, he does have a better relationship than Harry than is portrayed in the movie, go figure. Mm-hmm. But he he gets cooler, too. 
and he comes back. But I really like him because with the Bogart, he's really understanding with Harry, and he just tries to make defense against the Dark Arts fun. Yeah. That was a really good sequence that I... Because they share the role in Goblet of Fire. Uh, right? Is Remus Lupin in Azkaban? No. God, I get it all mixed up because we watch it so much. But it goes Quirrell in first one. Yep. Second one is Gilderoy Lockhart. Yep. Third is Lupin. Mm-hmm. Fourth is Moody. Right? Correct. Okay. And what's yeah. the fun fact about Lockhart? Yeah, thank you. Uh, similar to how Brendan Gleeson is in... In Bruges, and he is played. He plays the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in the fourth movie, Gilderoy Lockhart, from the second movie directed in Bruges, uh, which is a fun little link. But yeah, thanks for bringing up. That was of a course. really exciting fun fact. Yeah, and then another directing fun fact: the director of Chamber of Secrets. What's his name? Alfonso Cuarón. He went on to direct Children of Men and Gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sandy Bulldog. I'm super into her. She's good. She's good. I just, I think the movies I watched of hers were the bad ones, like uh, the one she's in with Ryan Gosling, not Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, and it's like a rom com. Oh man, um, things I hate about you. No. Failure to launch is McConaughey. Yeah, that's that did not taint McConaughey's career for me the way I just. Oh God, what is it? Is that that baseball one? No. Remember the Titans? No, not Remember the Titans. Um, uh, I don't know. You look at it. I would look it up on the computer, but this recording is so buggy, I don't want to screw with it. Okay. It's called The Proposal, and it's bad. And then she's also in While You Were Sleeping. Hmm. Which is... <laughs> yeah, that movie rules. <laughs> it's a very creepy Christmas-based movie. Yeah. So I'm not super into that. I never heard of that movie until you said, hey, let's watch this for some giggles. Yeah. And giggles were had. And then Practical Magic, which I probably saw too much. The one with her and Nicole Kidman, and they're both witches. I've never seen that. We're Okay. We're <laughs> watching Practical Magic tonight. That sounds like a Disney movie. It's not, because they murder a guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> That is practical. And then Miss Congeniality. I've heard of it. Never seen it. Which is also rom-com. And, um... Yeah, that that's what kind of made me be like, oh, I don't know about her. Oh, and then that... <laughs> the one with Keanu Reeves where they share a magical mailbox that they can send letters through time. That is the time traveler's wife. <laughs> what? Are you talking about The Notebook? That sounds like The Notebook, no. and that's Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. A it magical is, mailbox. It's called The Lake House. Oh, okay. That sounds creepy. Anyway. At what point in that scenario do you settle on the fact that it's a magical time-traveling mailbox rather than a stalker? You know? I don't think you ever... I don't think a reasonable person ever is in that scenario and they get a letter that says i'm from two years in the future i love you and they're not like shit i have to move yeah if every if they're if i'm like tell me the stocks and they got every single one correct i would still assume it's a savvy stock market trader rather than (laughs) a future person yeah i i don't believe in future people 
it's just impossible at its core. Uh, I have a question. Yes. How did we start talking about Sandra Bullock? Because Coron directed oh, Gravity. Right, okay. <laughs> With the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, if you Google best Harry or ranking the Harry Potter movies, uh-huh. I'm confident that, you know, 400 out of the 3,000 lists or whatever, an even better ratio, okay. uh, would say that Prisoner of Azkaban is the best one. And a lot of the stuff that we watch, like the videos we watch, oh. um, it would say that Prisoner of Azkaban is the best one. And I think it gets that title because of the directing pedigree, like Alfonso Cuarón being the, the guy who does Children of Men and all that. But it just... I don't, I don't know if my film language is enough to snuff, but it's not my personal favorite. Yeah, that's fair. Also, this cat is going to be destroyed when we have to go back to work. Oh, yes. He's going to wake up in the morning and scream. Oh, no. He's normally pretty active when we're up, though, in the morning. So Hi. He's going to sleep right between us. Good guy. Uh, what is... So your favorite Chamber of Secrets, least favorite, is... First one? Azkaban. Goblet of Fire? I don't remember what I said. Every Half of what I say is a lie. Based on whim. On whims. Um, what... My least favorite aspect is how long Harry Potter's hair is in Goblet of Fire. It's shaggy. It's too shaggy. Maximum shag. Uh, in Goblet of... We haven't really talked about Goblet of Fire that much overall. It's got David Tennant in it. Yeah, he plays Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> <laughs> he plays his character at 110% the whole time. He's, he's a villain and he screams and snarls and pops his eyes really huge whenever he's on screen. And that is, that is the extent of his character. He is a Death Eater. And what has happened is Voldemort has come back in a very weakened state. And Voldemort is Wizarding World Hitler. Yeah. Or perhaps Mussolini. I guess it depends. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's Stalin. Mao. Thought we were just listing evil leaders. Oh, um. Depends who you ask. Donald Trump! <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> he's coming back in Gobble. But he's in a very weakened state. And what they know, for some reason, is if they get Harry Potter, if they get some of his blood, they're going to be able to raise Voldemort back from the dead. And that YouTube video we watched talked about this a little bit, how technically Harry, technically, uh, Harry is a horcrux for Voldemort. We don't learn about horcruxes yet, but she already established there's going to be some connection for Harry to bring Voldemort back from the dead. Mm -hmm. And that... What's his name? Super Eye Patch Wolf? Uh, Cosmonaut. Cosmonaut. Variety Hour. His YouTube video is great. If you like Harry Potter and you like movie reviews, you should give that a watch. Or a listen. There isn't really much brought on by the video. Yeah. It's just scenes from the movie. But... (sighs) He made a point that it seems like J.K. Rowling comes up with ideas but has a bad time connecting them. And I think this Harry Potter being necessary for the spell that will give Voldemort his full body back is one of those. Yeah. I'd agree. Because, well, 
Anyway, it doesn't get explained in the beginning of the movie that that's what is happening, but it's Voldemort, Peter Pettigrew, who we learned earlier was the Weasley's Rat Scabbers mm-hmm. in an analogous I'm form. looking up an actor name. Okay. And then David Tennant, who is Buck's son? I don't remember the uh, name. Barty Crouch. Crouch's son. And I think it's just them. Oh, and the Guinea. But the, the snake. Snock. <laughs> so Goblet of Fire, that happens. And then I think this is also the first movie where we get the new Dumbledore. He is in Azkaban. Oh, okay. Um, the original actor died and they had to bring in a guy who looks similar, but they've got very different vibes. I think there's a lot of debate around who's better. I don't have an opinion. Oh, I like the quiet. I like the one from the first movies more. Just more introspective or... Yeah. Cool. That's fair. Yeah. I I like them both. They're both uh, powerful wizards. Sure. I do have some more fun facts. Hit him. Hit me with them. So, uh, Fleur Delacour. The French woman? The French woman from Goblet of Fire. Uh-huh. Played by Clemence Posey, or however you would say it, because she's a French woman. Um, she is in Imbruge. Oh. And Voldemort, Rafe Fiennes. Yeah. Not Ralph Fiennes, I've learned. <laughs> Rafe Fiennes is uh, also in Imbruge. Wow. So, uh, get your own actors yeah. in Bruges. I I don't know the year this one came out. I think it was after in Bruges because I'm pretty sure in Bruges was 2001. Okay. Uh, so must have been fun to See, meet up in the wizarding world and cast some spells. Get and the stuff. old gang back together. Yeah, yeah, just uh, all sorts of tidbits. I think that Goblet of Fire is my favorite. Okay. Because. It is super action-packed, and it also feels like a good mix of fun, magic, and dark consequences. Okay. And it it mixes that edge in well. Whereas the first three, I mean, Azkaban has a serial killer and stuff, and uh, in Sirius Black being released, and the Dementors, which are super dark, but something about the weird haunted houses and cult meetings of the Death Eaters and the attack on the Quidditch World Cup and all that Mm -hmm. was more effective for me, which was Goblet of Fire. Okay. So, yeah, very fun. I will say, a little on the nose with the Death Eater design. Uh, Yeah, they look like clan members with skull masks. Just tall pointed hoods with death masks on. No one's going to know what this is a reference to. (laughs) I'm J.K. Rowling. It's deep. It's very deep. (laughs) But, yeah. I also enjoy the challenges, you know, the the whole Goblet of Fire Triwizard Tournament sequence. It's a lot of fun. I really don't like the Yule Ball. Oh, when I... So, fun fact about these movies, Hermione Granger did, like, in... Uh, Emma Watson did some kind of audio audition before she got called in. And then when she got called in, the, I think Rowling said that she was a bit too pretty, but she was so good, they stuck with her. Mm-hmm. And then what's so good about 
the Yule Ball in the books is that Hermione has this overbite and she gets her face fixed because Malfoy bullies her by making her teeth enormous. And when she gets it fixed, she has the teeth shrunk a little bit smaller than they actually were. So the Yule Ball is like this huge reveal that she's super gorgeous now. And then that's kind of when Ron becomes more of an ass. Excuse me. When Ron becomes more of an asshole because she's pretty now. So Ron is just really shitty. (laughs) Ron is shittier, yeah. Yeah. And then I think it might be the next... I think it's the next movie slash book that he starts dating Lavender. I've forgotten all about that plot. Yeah. Lavender. Um, So there's kind of a will they, won't they. (laughs) Just Elmer going on. Mm Mm-hmm. What are some of your least favorite things about these movies? Because we're kind of talking about all the stuff we like, even though we say, oh, I like this one the least. But these movies are very flawed. Yeah. That's for sure. What's my least favorite part about Harry Potter? Oh, boy. I guess now that I'm watching them, all the CG elements are really silly looking. Oh, yeah? Like spells or the creatures? No, like when Harry Potter is flying. Hmm. Yeah. And then Harry Potter is... Like the best seeker ever. He's the youngest seeker. And he still gets... I don't know. He's an outcast? Question mark? Is he? Or has he just got two very close friends and he's actually quite popular and he's not the... He's not just the boy who lived in the cupboard and the boy who lived and everyone has this awe about him. He's kind of a dickhead. Yeah, he definitely doesn't seem to have that many friends. It's just that everybody knows him. Maybe that's it. But also, he doesn't... um He's very humble. He's very modest, which years of abuse will cause sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's... Uh, you made a good point. It's weird he didn't run away sooner. Yeah, like, they show his home life at the beginning of the first three movies. Mm-hmm. And then from the fourth on, I believe he just lives with the Weasleys. Yeah. But that he, should have happened in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, he is treated as... A non-human being. He's kept in a closet under the stairs. It's He gets yelled at for making noise. It is literal hell, minute to minute. And he's treated like scum. And then in the third movie, he decides, I'm, I'm going to run away. And it's like, yeah, man. He doesn't have any more resources at that point than he did in the first two. Except for when, uh, in the very first movie, they he has no idea he's even a wizard. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, can't put my my feet in the shoes of an abuse victim, so I can't really say, like, what the hell are you doing? But he has uh, uh, two very close friends. He's got a magic wizard uncle in the form of Hagrid, and... I'm and they're all like, yeah, it makes sense. You're going back to Privet Drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what like, what do they feed you there? They probably just feed them porridge every day and you know just It's very British. Yeah. yeah. It's porridge and Earl Grey. Throw shit at him. In the in the third movie there's a scene where his aunt or his aunt's friend no, his uncle's boss comes for dinner and I they, thought that was his uncle's sister. Oh, his uncle's sister comes for and dinner. And then the yeah. net with Dobby it's It's the boss, yeah. I think. Something like that. Can't remember anything. They have guests over. We just watched these. And they throw 
they shattered glass and they just snap at him like rude people do at a waiter and point at it clean it up and he's just a child yeah in the third movie he still looks relatively childish and they uh they force him to do all this shit and it's like dude ron is as good of a friend now as he ever will be now is the time to say hey ron they kicked my ass over there can i please stay at your place they'd say yes they do say yes yeah he even gets rescued from there yeah that was in the second one right yeah and then he went back again yeah yeah what the hell ron shows up with his brothers and they have iron bars on the window and they know that they're not feeding him well and they bust him out in a dramatic prison escape and at the end of that they're like well see you next semester fucking crazy crazy yeah there's some really cringe stuff in these movies. Okay, like? Anytime Harry speaks Parseltongue oh, in yeah. the first two. <laughs> it's like, that's one of those things when you're watching a movie, you're like, ooh, this would, this would suck to act out. And Harry is just, like, hissing at CGI. It's probably painful to do. Yeah. Um, Ron is clever in the first movie, and then that never happens again. Yeah. First just... movie, first book. Becomes the dumb guy. Yeah. What is your favorite fan theory? I really only know of one. Well, what is it? Uh, that Hagrid is a secret Death Eater. Okay. Which is not supported at all in the movies. No. <laughs> not uh, really. It's built off of stuff in the books. Well, he does send Harry to go to the spiders. Yeah. And he uses magic outside of school and all that. He's not even supposed to have a wand. Yeah. And there's also some very specific, if you Google Hagrid Death Eater Theory, there is a five-page essay so good. compiling all of this stuff. And it's one of those things similar to Darth Jar Jar. By the end of it, you're like, that, that'd be cool if they did that. Yeah. But that someone, what impressed me is in the first movie, he's flying Harry on his magical motorbike. Uh, which, does that ever come up again? His Harley in the sky? I see think so not really oh yeah in the last books when they're having the fight against the dark wizards Hagrid mm. rises motorcycle but someone that wrote this theory up broke down all of the math to <laughs> to indicate like how it wouldn't be possible for him to do what he was doing but there's a mysterious island somewhere that indicates death eater activity i forget the details i'm really butchering it that's but. okay is that your favorite? That's one of them. The other one is that Hermione's under a love spell. And that's why she ends up not with Harry, but with Ron. Ooh. Creepy. Yeah. There's it's one of those things that's just a super dark implication about the wizarding world in general. That, you know, the movie obviously would never address. It's kids' media. But love potion. What are the facts that lead into that? So I'm trying to think. But Ron does get a love potion used on him, I believe. And then afterwards, he puts Hermione under a spell, question mark. And you can tell because the way they don't really gel. And then suddenly Hermione's gaga for him. And that it definitely seemed like she was falling in love. Like she was the one for Harry instead of Ginny. And then all of a sudden she ends up with Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what movie is that, or book, I guess, is that said to occur? 
So I think it starts in Half-Blood Prince. Okay. And then Deathly Hallows, it becomes a big thing. And that's why Ron is so jealous, because his love spell isn't working. Oh, okay. So those are the last two, right? Yeah, those are the last three. Yeah. It definitely does seem weird, because it definitely seems like that's what, I guess, your standard story in this format would be, but it is what it is. There's a lot of, there's a Harry Potter wiki that's probably worth your time if you like theories like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a kitten on my lap, and his foot keeps plopping. <laughs> Can't keep it up. Can't keep his little foot up. Yeah, definitely give the Hagrid Death Eater one a read, and the Ron Love Potion one. Yeah. Hermione does smell Ron's hair in the Love Potion, which might be a hint that she does love him. Oh, really? Yeah. Creepy. But, yeah. Man, smell just a few hairs mixed in with all this weird magic shit. I could not tell you what your hair smells like, but I know what I think hair smells like. Yeah. Now add that into a boiled mixture of newt eye and uh, witch's wart and all that. Is that Ron's hair? Come on. Come on. Uh, Do you have anything you want to tack on to this little conversation, or should we rate these puppies? Um... How how did you feel when you found out J.K. Rowling is a turf? Uh, you know, it's disappointing. I really liked how Daniel Radcliffe basically jumped on on top of it and was like, Hey guys, if these can still be important books to you, even if the author is anti-whatever-you-are, you know, whatever you identify as. Um, so, it as much as it damaged my opinion of J.K. Rowling... Rowling or Rowling? I was not rolling, but yeah. I don't know. Who cares? She's a turf. Yeah, fuck her. Uh, as much as it damaged my opinion of her, it just raised my opinion of Daniel Radcliffe even more. Daniel Radcliffe is the best out mm-hmm. of all of them. Emma Watson's had a pretty good career. What is Rupert Grint doing? He is... The last thing I've heard is that he's doing a show called Snatch, which oh. takes place in the universe of the movie Snatch, which is on oh. this list. Uh this list being the 100 best movies list that we are taking a break from for this episode. Um, and for next episode, probably. Yeah. Why is our release schedule thrown off? Thrown off. <laughs> Explain it. Yeah, uh, we normally record in our guest room and then upload the files to our computers and edit them there and publish them there. But uh, on the first of the month... <laughs> It started leaking in our computer room. We're on the first floor and we have people above us. And water started coming down, flooding our room. So we send out an email. Flooding's a strong word. Flooding is a strong word. Um, water was dripping from the ceiling. And it was forming puddles near the entrance to the room. Yeah. Only... It, was, it wasn't standing water around our computers. Yeah, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So we get some assistance right away and then... As of the 13th, the repairs are done. So... We're back. We had a solid two weeks of everything that should be in our computer room, crowding our guest room, and our computer room being inaccessible. Uh, Which is why we just thought, you know, not going to contend with that today. But now we're back. Back to our weekly schedules. Yeah, who knows if it's going to be Sunday or Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see. It's, It's hard to, like... 
It's good to have hobbies. It's hard to fit them in sometimes. Yeah. Life is busy. Life, and we're not doing anything. <laughs> oh, we're, well, wait. We're, you know, we're looking for a house. Yeah, house hunting. We're house hunters. That, that's very exciting. That'll probably lead to more delays at some point as we move, get set up. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it, though. Me too. Anything else you want to say about Harry Potter? I uh, just want to slap some numbers on him, I guess, to stick with our format. Okay. All three, no funny business. Oh. No, no the one, two, three. The first four in a, in a bundle? No, we're going to... Uh, you'll see my plan. I, if but you're going to say one, two, three, and I'm expected to say something, I want to know the plan. I... On a count I, of three, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? You will know when the time comes. At three? But for now... <laughs> I'm just going to know at three? When I say one, two, three, that is a <laughs> one, two, three number together. Because the last couple of episodes... That's not true. We've been getting I after one once, another. You, you did it once and back. I got you back. So I'm just saying, let's leave that in the past. <laughs> this is how we fight. This is act. This is actually how we fight. This is a real fight that we're having. So, say it at the same time. Alright, so first we're going to do Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You okay. see that, you know. <laughs> I'd love to go back in time and see what happens if I didn't call you out. I can promise you the same exact flow of words would have come out of that. I'm going to write a letter to Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have him check. He's going to wait silently for two years. And he's going to be here at this window from our magical mailbox. And that would there he goes. There dislike he goes. Keanu Reeves. Because of the way Office time campers. works. Yeah, so he's going to text me what would have happened. Well, let me know what he says. He said you were rotten. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Rated on three. <laughs> One, I don't care if you're laughing, you're going to go forward. One, two, three, six. Okay, five and a half. This isn't going to be documented anywhere except this recording because they're not on our poster. Five and a half, okay. Chamber of Secrets. One, two, three, six. Seven. Damn. Okay, six and a half. Okay. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. One, two, three, seven. Six, okay. Okay. And Goblet of Fire. Okay. One, two, three, eight. Five. All right. We really disagree on these movies a little bit, but that's okay. (laughs) That's what makes it interesting. What is, so that would be uh, six and a half, huh? Yeah. Did that in my head. I'm proud of you. Remember when you asked what's 20% of 2800 was? Nope. <laughs> 20. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. It's uh, not 420. <laughs> tweet us at, uh, at RMR underscore podcast on Twitter. Rookie Movie Reviews on Instagram. We have an email inbox found at review at Gmail. And we also have a website, RookieMovieReviews.com. I have a website. It's JennyOldenberg.com. Uh... It's just, it's, that one's just about me. Yes. So we'll talk about the podcast on that. (laughs) (laughs) That one's cooler. It's Um, not. I gotta update it. I don't have a website. We can make you one. You're cheap. It's like a hundred bucks. 
Not bad. All right, uh, Jenny, you want to sing us off? Yeah. <laughs>